Hello, thank you for being a POV Plus subscriber. If you're not already subscribed to POV Plus on Apple Podcast, make sure you do that because that is the only way you'll be able to listen to Text to My Therapist, POV's weekly pop culture roundup. Make sure to stay tuned after this episode for a free preview of Text to My Therapist. Also, while you're at it, make sure to check out the show's website at pluspov.com for exclusive merchandise and to pre-order the POV You're My Therapist workbook. Yeah, the girlies are healing this year. And if you're enjoying the show, please help us out by leaving a rating and review of the podcast and by sharing it with your friends and your family. Love you so much. Can we switch to the wide? Sorry. Okay. Hi, welcome to POV or My Therapist, the podcast where I vent, you listen, and you do not get paid. I am your host, Divine Philemon, and today I have the illustrious, the extraterrestrial, the funny, the amazing Cece from the That Bitch is Positive podcast. Say hi, Cece. Hello. I'm honored to be here. I'm honored to have you. <laughs> so I met Cece in... March? Yeah. March. Because we were on a panel together at Podcast Movement in Las Vegas. And I swear, and we all kept saying it, the girl who put us on the panel together, I feel like she energetically matched us so well. Like your podcast name really is you. You are a very, very positive person. A little little crazy, but very positive. (laughs) Well, everyone talks about be delusional, be delusional. I don't – see, I don't believe in that. What I believe in is there's a quantum field and there's unlimited potentials for your life to align with. You don't have to be delusional. Just have faith in a different timeline. That's it, period. Sometimes, like, even myself, because, like, I'm so based in reality and I'm so grounded in, like – what I see is real. And like that can be so detrimental to me sometimes Mm -hmm. because if what I'm looking at in front of me does not align with the vision of my life, it's so easy for me to spiral and just like fall into a fun little depressy episode. Mm -hmm. But your message is so against that because it's like I'm looking CC is like I'm looking at the worst thing ever and I know right behind it is a unicorn and rainbows mm-hmm. and I'm so excited to see that version of stuff yeah how do you do that how do you keep that mindset well because I know that this physical 3d circumstance is a creation based on my own electromagnetic field my own energy mm-hmm. so if what I have created thus far is something I don't like I take full responsibility and I say, well, if I got myself here, I can get myself out. If I created this, I can uncreate this. I can create something different. So it's not that I don't feel pain or I don't have hardship or I don't go through experiences where I want to rip my hair out of my head. I acknowledge those for what they are, but then I remember, wait a second, uh, I'm a conscious creator. I have the power to shift this circumstance into something else. It's almost instead of being problem oriented and focusing on the 3D circumstance, what I see in front of my life right now, I'm going to be solution oriented. What am I going to do to shift this? And so many people think I have to take an actionable change, but most of the time it's, I need to do a 10 minute meditation before I curse someone out, or I need to go for a walk. I need to breathe. I need to have a second where I reset and recharge. I think we have forgotten our power. And so when we're in a circumstance that feels terrible, 
it's so easy to blame someone else or forget that we do have the power to shift that circumstance. And that's what it is for me. Everything feels so moldable and interchangeable and so temporary. So when things are good, I appreciate it. I'm happy for it. And when things are not so good, I remind myself, all right, well, I can shift this. That's how I see it. I see it very much seasons of change, very much water, very much like you're not fighting change. you're not yeah. fighting the waves at all. No, like, why why fight when you can flow with it? Why? Cuz it's fucking scary. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think when we're born we all have this understanding, but then we get so programmed to believe in the 3D world and believe all of the things that are just programmed into us. Mm-hmm. I think what happened was it got so bad for me. It was so bad. I felt anxious about everything. I was on anxiety medication. I had to be put on sleeping pills. I was a mess. It was the darkest, deepest uh, night of the soul. You can call it whatever you want. But it was, it got so bad and I needed it to get so bad so I could fight to get out of it almost. Yeah. And that really taught me that even the lowest of lows of lows of lows, it's just another perspective. It's just another way of seeing the world. And if you're at rock bottom, the good thing is you can only go up from right. it. But that that was actually the moment that I figured out, wait a second, if I got myself here, you know, I can get out of this. Technically, yeah. I can shift around things to benefit me a little bit more, to work in my favor, uh, favor a little bit more. And I think that, I mean, when do we make change? It's when we can't take it anymore. Yeah. When the pain outweighs the temporary pleasure or the okayness of the situation, that's when we make a change. Yeah. And so I think that the pain of me trying to live in a programmed way pushed me out of it, out of the matrix. Yeah. And I wanted to address what you said, the shoe dropping, always wondering when that shoe is going to drop. I had the same thing. And it was with everything, but I actually traced it back to my connection with my mom. And I Mm. think this is so true for all of us, but I had such an anxious attachment with her because in my perspective as a child, she was emotionally there and then not, and then there and then not. I'm one of four kids. It was very chaotic. And I was always worried that I wasn't going to get my needs met, that she was going to just leave and it was permanent and she wasn't going to come back. Even if our mom is just late for pickup at school, we can then create a meeting. Yeah, that's like, Mm -hmm. that's an anxiety riddled time in your life as a child. So, so much anxiety. Oh, I see you. Just watch Avatar. They say, I see you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that to me created that when is the other shoe going to drop in everything? And if you can go back and have a conscious dialogue with that inner child and literally give yourself some peace by just saying, I'm here, we're safe, we're going to be okay. To me, that's changed a lot of that anxiety of looking over my shoulder. You telling me that just now literally just took me back to when I was a child. Mm -hmm. I think I was in like sixth, seventh grade. Mm -hmm. I went to this private school and I was the one of only, I was the only black child of 400 kids. Dang. I I know. (laughs) I know. Baby, it was Massachusetts. (laughs) It was parochial school. We had nuns in everything. Like it was, it was really a time. But my mom was like the only single mom there. Mm. So she was working constantly. She, just like you, like Mm. at that time, my cousins included, 
it was four kids. So I, she was spread pretty thin and standing in the pickup line, mm. wondering where the hell is my mom watching like children, you know, hop in cars and like the numbers dwindling mm-hmm. and constantly wondering like, are you going to show up for me? Like, at school plays, stuff like that. That just took me so I know. Far I need back. to touch you because I have <laughs> felt that same it's exact such an, experience. The same it's exact so anxiety riddled and like yeah. you have like that that pick prickling like on your yeah. back and like yeah that just made me realize that that's the first time that like I ever felt anxious that's crazy and that's what it is you're wondering when is the other shoe gonna drop yeah. is she gonna come is she not and we think that that pain and that heartache and those wounds go away how could th- that makes no sense how could they go away they don't go away unless we nurture them right. to heal So that's why we're all walking around. I see every adult as just walking children unless you're consciously healing. Yeah. Because you have all your inner child wounds and they're out there. They're affecting how you interact with the world. They're affecting you. They're affecting everything. And when people are having these flip outs during conversations, no one can keep their shit together. Well, they're all walking around with wounds. What do we expect? Why would the world even be semi-okay when no one's actually doing the work that they need to be doing? Not that no one's doing it, but you know yeah. what I mean. The, I think the one thing, though, that I think about is how freeing it is to be at rock bottom. Because my rock bottom moment was <laughs> also life-changing. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, that was the moment when I was like, mm, okay, um, I really want to die at this moment. Mm-hmm. And I was, but I, you know. Mm -hmm. we don't have to go into it but I realized like I'm so deep in like where I am right now and like where I feel like I don't trust myself I don't trust anybody around me I don't trust my emotions I there is such a lack of faith in anything and I don't know where that switch happened but all of a sudden like it felt so free Mm -hmm. that I wasn't necessarily tethered to anything and it almost felt like starting over from like a completely white like canvas and building back who I wanted to be and where I wanted to take my life Mm -hmm. and like what were my belief systems and actively and very particularly choosing my belief systems and not necessarily relying on like the moments of like hurt that had informed me throughout my whole life. That that's ego death. That's what it sounds like. And honestly it is so freeing. I remember when I went through a breakup and well, I was codependent, anxious attachment, Slay. obsessed. Slay. <laughs> but Slay. we love an obsessed girl. <laughs> but when I went through that breakup, I realized, oh my God, the only identity I have is that of a girlfriend. I literally had nothing else. I was still in college, so I didn't know what I was doing after college. I had passions, but they were just all over the place, so I had no plans of anything. And once I wasn't a girlfriend anymore, that allowed for my ego death, and it was so freeing because it was like, okay, now that I'm not that, I actually can choose to be anything. Mm -hmm. There's so many different roles and identities I can choose. I can literally do whatever I want Yeah. Yeah. And it, it is so freeing to just, it's practicing detachment from all things. Yeah. And just instead calling your power back 
and reaffirming who it is you actually are rather than who you've been told. Yeah, and like who you've who you've learned to be to survive your yeah. circumstance. You brought up two things and I'm like, ah, oh, yummy. She's she's reading my mind. <laughs> but isn't it crazy how the more you work on yourself, you do become a mirror. And I think like this whole, the metaphor of the year, the day, the month is water because yeah. going with the flow of life, not fighting against the waves, but also water is the first mirror. And we're talking about narcissism. Let's take it back to Greek mythology. <laughs> We have what's his name? Narcissus. The I guess so. The, oh, sorry. She, she's like I didn't read the book, but um, there's Narcissus who narcissism comes from this Greek tale of this guy who was so hot, mm-hmm. and he found a pond and it had the perfect amount oh, of reflection. Right. Yeah, and he just kept looking at himself like mm-hmm. mm, I'm so yummy, mm-hmm. and he kept. And he was so in love with himself, he fell into the pond. Yeah, I I can't get this thought out of my head for some reason, but just because we're talking about narcissism, if we are to think about God, did God hate himself? No. You would assume that God loved himself, that he saw Mm -hmm. the goodness in him, his own self. Don't you think God wants us to love ourselves? Don't you think he wants us to appreciate ourselves? And I'm saying God, but I mean this universal loving energy that surrounds all of us and it is within all of us. Wouldn't God want us to respect, love, and protect ourselves? Would he want us to be martyrs? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. In my Christian faith and all that, like you read the stories and you understand what's happened and, or, you know, you try to. (laughs) There's a lot going on in the books. There's, you can keep up if you try, I guess. But you read the story and like the whole thing is like, you know, he sent his only son to save whatever. Yeah. And it's like, so why do you want me to suffer? Like, Mm -hmm. and I, by you, I mean like people. Yeah. And a lot of the times like that martyrness, like people feel the need to give so much of themselves. And it's like, you can give a lot without yeah. losing who you are. Yeah. Like you can be charitable, you can be a good Samaritan, you can be loving, but it takes like a very wise person mm-hmm. to love with detachment, to care, but still practice detachment. Mm-hmm. Like just because you hold on to somebody or like you care for somebody, that doesn't mean that you're going to sacrifice who you are for them. I don't know if I'm making sense. No, you are. And I think that those wise people, the reason they're able to give so much is because they don't just give to others, they give to themselves too. Mm -hmm. And when you have that balance, you're able to give to other people and you're able to have that service for the other. But when it's imbalanced and you're only giving to others, it's most likely out of your own fears because you need validation or because you're a people pleaser. I mean, there's this whole notion that people a lot of people are the nice guy or the nice girl, not because they're actually kind, but because they're trying to control circumstance. Mm -hmm. And they know if I'm nice, I'll get a good reaction and therefore the circumstance will be peaceful. I mean, this is born out of trauma. It's not to blame anyone or say anyone's bad, but that's just how it goes. True kindness is using your own heart center and giving because you wanna give, regardless of how other people may react. It's instinctual. Yeah. It is different. It just is what it is. Yeah. Like, I remember one time um, I was in New York here, my favorite place on earth. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! And I remember, like, I gave this guy, like, this homeless guy, he came up to me and he was like, and I was walking with my friend. And he came up to me and he was like, um, 
he was like, you're so pretty. And I was like, thanks. I was like, are you hungry? And he was like, yeah. So I gave him like 20 bucks. And she was mad at me for it. Who? And she, my friend that I oh. was with. And she was like, why would you give him money? And I was like, because I have it. Mm-hmm. And she was like, um, he's probably going to like go use it to drink. I was like, you use all your money to buy weed, sister. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, we're literally headed to the, yeah. the plug's house right now. What yeah. do you mean? And she was like, yeah, well. And I'm like, it doesn't matter to me. I'm like, I've given people money who like, they they scammed me. Like, yeah. really, you're you're begging in the parking lot. And then two seconds later, I see you like, you have your backpack. Yeah. You're getting in your car. Yeah. You're going home. Away. And I'm like, and to me, I'm like, if you felt that much desperation to scam somebody, that has nothing to do with me. Because yeah. I gave you what I had because I wanted to. Yeah. And out of whatever your intentions are but like whether you are lying to me whether you really need it whether you don't whether you're just greedy it ain't got shit to do with me yeah because at the end of the day like you're the one who's gonna get that karma back and hopefully because my intentions were pure i get good karma there's a big difference between intention versus expectation Mm -hmm. and i i say this all the time in my videos when you go out kind of changing subjects but when you go out and you intend just to have a good night with your girls to have fun to enjoy yourself to live your best life that's when you're the most magnetic that's when people come up to you men are going to come up to you even girls will come up to you people are going to offer to buy you a drink because your intention is just Mm -hmm. to enjoy yourself you're focused on yourself but when you expect someone better buy me a drink Mm -hmm. someone better come up to me and then they don't you're creating attachments also to strangers who you have no idea who they are your worth in their hands. That's the worst thing you can do. Yeah. You expect to, to for you to ex, like expect whatever this homeless man is going to do with your money. There's no point. All you can do is intend that it's going to have a positive outcome. That's all we can do is intend. And when we can intend and have our focus on ourselves, that's when we get the best results. Yeah. So one thing that you mentioned earlier, because I was listening to your podcast on the way over here, mm-hmm. it's called That Bitch is Positive, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Um, when you said that you would not be who you are today without all of the bad parts of yourself. Yeah. And all of the worst parts of yourself. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah. I think that so many of us want to just focus on our light aspects or the parts of ourselves that we really like. Like, oh, I like that. I'm bubbly and a hard worker. That's great and all. And those are my light aspects and those are lovely. But if it wasn't for my darkness, which was my fears, my wounds, my codependency, my anxious attachment, binging disorder, if it wasn't for those things, I would have never learned all the things that I've learned about myself and the world and energy. For example, just to think about anxious attachment, that dark part of myself led me to understand attachment theory, my connection with my mom, the connection I had with every single intimate partner I've ever had, why I would become so obsessed with them, why I would romanticize them, why if they left me, my whole entire world left with them. If it wasn't for these dark parts of myself, that would not have allowed me to fully understand who I am. Binging, every time I would binge, I would shut myself off. I would call it a blackout. And it took my boyfriend jokingly saying oh did you just black out and I was like wait I black out I didn't even consciously understand that I would say that it took me understanding that 
I literally black myself out and shove food down my mouth because I can't stand the fact that sometimes I feel lonely. And that feeling to me is so fucking painful that I just want to run from it. It's my spirit trying to leave my body. Mm. And if it wasn't for these darker parts of myself, this pain, I say the pain is the portal because it has led me to so much inner wisdom, knowledge, information that my light would never teach me. I love my darkness. It's I think my darkness is fucking awesome. Like I think it's yeah. cool. I think it's amazing that it has shown me so many aspects of myself and also has allowed me to have compassion for other people. It's why I can teach. It's why I'm a coach. It's why I can connect because of my darkness, not just my light. And if you feel like you're always focused on the negative things happening, to me that's almost a habit problem where you have – because you've practiced focusing on the negative, you get good at it. Anything you practice, you're going to get good at. If I practice piano, I'm going to be great at it. If I practice thinking negatively, I'll be great out of it, at it. If I practice thinking positively, I'll be great at it. So what I would really recommend for someone like that to do is to interrupt that habit. Every time you notice yourself going to a space where you're being hyper-focused on the negative, you don't have to completely switch, go to the polar opposite of actually I'm the best person ever, I'm the queen of England. You don't need to do that, but just ask yourself, okay, let me pause. I don't want to create this life. I don't want to be thinking these thoughts. What is a thought that gives me a little bit of a better feeling? What's one, one step up? What can give me, if it's not happiness, what can at least give me neutrality? Mm -hmm. What's a thought that I can think that can at least bring me peace Baby steps. I think simple is very sexy. The smallest step that you can take is the best step that you can take because it's going to be doable for you. Yeah. And it's really just bringing yourself out of your unconscious mode, which we are in 95% of the day. It's just bringing your conscious mind more so into the conversation. You're becoming an active participant in your life again. Like, hello, you're using your free will again. Welcome back. How are you? That's what it is. <laughs> she said, you're alive. You're, you're alive. She's like, you're broken out of it. <laughs> yeah. Because it is true. That I think that's such a good that's such a good thing to constantly remember because life is fucking hard. Like, mm -hmm. literally, and, like, I said this, and this will be aired in a few months. <laughs> so hopefully a lot's changed by then, okay? And so it is. And so it and is. And so it is. So it it is. is. A lot will be changed by the mm -hmm. time this airs. Amen. But yesterday I posted a TikTok, which kind of wraps up into all of this where I was talking about how, you know, life is hard. It's scary. <laughs> We're in a depression. <laughs> um, recession, whatever they want to call it. Like, it's really scary out here. And I don't have, I'm not a Nepo baby, so like that <laughs> super sucks. So I did this whole TikTok about how, um, you know, I'm taking a lot of chances on myself and I'm unemployed and I'm scared. Mm -hmm. And I had a meeting at, um, right across from Madison Square Garden in like this beautiful big ass building. Mm -hmm. I saw the biggest screen I've ever mm -hmm. seen in my life. But I left that meeting and the person that I was meeting with, they asked me at the end of it, why do you end all of your seasons on 33 episodes? Mm -hmm. And I explained to them, you know, I'm a very spiritual person and it ties into like, you know, my woo-woo faith, but also like my Christianity because, you know, Jesus died at 33, yada, yeah. yada, whatever. It's a whole lot of things, okay? And three, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, all of that. 
So I'm explaining this to this guy, and that's the very last thing he asked me. And less than 10 minutes later, I'm getting in a cab, and then my car declines because I forgot to transfer money from my savings. And I look at my account, and I have $3.33 left. And then I'm like, that's a sign, and I'll take it, and I love it. Mm -hmm. And then today, Cece texts me, and she's like, ETA is uh, Mm $3.33. And I'm like, holy (laughs) shit. And then right before we started filming, you were saying how – Three is the number of purpose. Yeah. It's the, what was it again? So one is all about new beginnings and yourself. Think about I am. So an I Mm, looks like a one. Yeah. Two is then you're bringing in the other person. So it's about polarities, duality, your relationship with others. And then three, now we're getting to, like you said, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. But really what it is, is our physical body, our spiritual body coming together and birthing our purpose. That's how I see it, mm. at least. And so you're seeing 333. That's all tied into your purpose. And I don't like you saying that you're unemployed. I'm going to ask you to stop. I'm, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm I mean, you you're not unemployed. I. What are we doing right now? I Okay, I'm not unemployed, but I'm not getting somebody else's money. Like... I'm having to make money. OPM, like other people's money. Yeah, OPM. 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 <laughs> I, I like OPM because I was working at home mm-hmm. doing all of my work in like mm-hmm. 10 minutes mm-hmm. and then fucking around for the rest of the week and getting paid for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, But if you want something, you can get it. I know, you're capable but, but I also don't want to work so see it's that's like, what it is but you're not unemployed because you're literally on I just mission. don't have a steady stream of income coming in okay. and like I don't like that like that's what I don't like mm-hmm. like I don't necessarily I don't like employment I was gonna say I don't mind employment that's a big fat lie <laughs> I don't like employment I don't I don't like being on somebody else's time I don't like being told what to do yeah. like I don't like these things mm-hmm. but I also recognize that that moment of waiting is a scary time because you I I have to constantly remind myself that there's nothing wrong with walking in faith and that like like I like you just did constantly having to re what's that word rephrase re remold realign Mm -hmm. my thoughts yeah and instead of saying things like i don't know where we'll be Mm -hmm. and being like life has changed so much by the time this airs oh yeah and like so it's that constant like it's it's weird because like there's not work Mm -hmm. right now because i'm not employed Mm -hmm. by somebody else Mm -hmm. but i have to do a lot of mental gymnastics to not see the negative of this moment but the greater part of me knows that this space exists here this block of time exists here because you need to work on your podcast because you need to work on everything that you want to do and you can't necessarily do that with the distraction of work Mm -hmm. so it's like I stayed in this job for, like, so long, longer than I needed to, and, like, it gave me what I needed, and, like, you know, I saved a nice chunk of money, and when I was so excited for it to end, because I knew I was getting laid off, because, you know, that's fun, but I was so excited for it to end, and... I was like, I'm going to quit, actually. I'm going to quit before, like, it ends. Because, like, I just want to leave them in chaos, you know? (laughs) I just, they don't appreciate me. I want them to kind of suffer a little. But I didn't do that because my mom was like, bitch, if you don't collect this last check Mm -hmm. and, like, wrap up your projects and live your life. Yeah. So I I stayed there. And I thought I was going to be so excited 
mm-hmm. for it to end. The first week I didn't have work, I cried every day. Wow. I had an anxiety attack every day because I realized I had no one else to depend on at that point mm-hmm. but me. Mm-hmm. I had to depend on my talents. I had to depend on putting faith in my purpose yeah. and actually believing that I can do the shit that I want to do. And that's heavy and it's scary it's scary yeah it's terrifying it is and it comes down to what voice are you going to listen to are you going to listen to the ego voice or your intuition because you got to and it's up to you to choose yeah it's my intuition every fucking time yeah no matter how scary it is my intuition has never been wrong yeah from the smallest things to the biggest things like i listen to my intuition if i'm really not feeling like leaving the house for another 10 minutes i'm not gonna do it yeah i don't know what's going on outside yeah in that 10 minutes i could get a fucking you know one of my uncles back in Haiti you know how this man died he took a nap under a coconut tree and a fucking bird uh, chopped off a coconut and it hit him in the head and he died how heavy is that coconut <laughs> it what kind of coconuts you guys got down there like heavy ones happening? but it fell a long way it fell like 30 feet so Holy. right so like who knows what he was thinking before that happened maybe his brain was like let's nap under the other coconut tree <laughs> that's such a good and he point. was like that that's my favorite coconut tree i'm gonna nap here i constantly think about yeah. these things i'm gonna listen to my intuition every time even that job i felt unimportant there i felt like my talents were being wasted and my boss also she was constantly like i hate that you're here and not because like she hates me but she's like i wish i had something better to offer Mm. you and then you know they laid off everybody and all i was like all right okay bye i was like nobody has anything off to offer anybody but having a lot of faith in yourself it's scary yeah it's really really terrifying It's funny because I literally was thinking about this today and made a video about it. If you have trouble having faith in yourself, have faith in God because he has faith in you or else you wouldn't be here. And that's just it. You know, I'm going to be a pessimist for a minute. Go ahead. And you're, you're going to, like, correct me so bad. I was an accident. Like, a re- like I was an accidental baby. But not to God. Not to God. No, God made sure yeah, that so I came I. out of the fucking but womb. I don't say accident. I say surprise. I wasn't supposed to be here. The doctor told my mom to have a DNC and to kill me. Oh, and my she God. she said no. That's why, yeah, that literally. It, and she was conceived me at 33. I was born on 111. Bitch. I, I truly believe. I was like, I've been fighting to get to Earth before. For a long, a long time. time. A long time. You're, you were like, yay, I made it. Yeah. I <laughs> Seriously. But I was a surprise to her, but not to God. You might have been an accident to your parents. We come through our parents. We're through them. We're not of them, really. My, You remember in um, Glee... Do you remember, did you watch Glee? I loved Glee. You know how you know how Quinn swore to God she got pregnant by Finn ejaculating in the hot tub. Yes, even yes. though they did not touch each mm-hmm. other, mm-hmm. that might as well have been my birth story. Like no <laughs> lie, Same. and to the point where when when my mom because she passed out and they called um, EMT. Oh my god! When they were like, "You're pregnant," she laughed in their face and was like, "No," and. You didn't graduate. Yeah. Like she, she was like, "Do you know what pregnancy is?" And they were like, "Cross contamination happens with sex and children." Wait, so she was in a hot tub. No, she wasn't exactly oh. in a hot tub. But I'm not gonna air her business. <laughs> well, you can't she, tell the story. And not she not get she was not, think, bitch. Think about all the ways you can cross contaminate anything. I really can't think of one. Okay, so you're making a burrito, and there's 
Actually, my friend got sick, got E. coli recently from cross-contamination oh through a burrito. God. She didn't order a pork burrito, but somehow pork got on her burrito. And now she has E. coli. Just think about that in terms of the reproductive system. I'll think more on it. because You can think of, ask, her, ask her boyfriend about it later. Okay, he's, like, he's like, we can figure it out. <laughs> Because um, no, I'm like, I'm not about to put this lady business out here. <laughs> what? I'll, I'll try. I'll try to tap into her energy field. Just be like, what's, <laughs> what's going on? But. Yeah. But speaking of energy, mm-hmm. swaying away from the therapy of it all, I need you to explain aliens to me because. Okay. Because I don't know if you've seen the news recently, mm-hmm. but in Las Vegas, apparently an alien <sighs> spaceship was caught on a body cam. And I swear, this is not like random Reddit news. This is literally like CNN and shit like that. <laughs> like, um, but like a cop's body cam caught like a spaceship falling into, like cro- going across the sky. And then a couple minutes later, they get a call about something crash in a family's backyard. Mm-hmm. And when they get there, the cop is like, I'm not going back there. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm not going back there. <laughs> and the family's like, there are creatures in the backyard. And they're like, they're like 10 feet tall. They're humans, but not humans. You know what I'm I talking about? I saw a video of that. I, th- I okay. didn't know what that was. Right. And then they were also talking about how, my friend brought this to my attention, how they're not calling them UAPs anymore. Because mm-hmm. like they were saying UFOs, unidentified flying objects. And then they were like UAPs, unidentified aerial phenomena. Mm-hmm. Now it's UAP. It's UA. What's that word for water? Aqua? Aqua, yeah. So it also it's also like incorporating aerial mm-hmm. and water. Oh Lord. Did you hear? Okay. I okay. didn't know about the water part. The water thing, because when they when that Tic Tac video, I don't know if you've mm-hmm. seen it. Have you seen the Tic Tac video? The Tic Tac video. Okay, the Tic Tac video. I love education. Yeah, me too. I don't and I really I don't watch the news because no. it's just so much negative programming and my energy is way too sensitive for that but i watch et information all the time i do yeah that's like what i look for that's yeah. what i that's what i need to know so what do you want to know i want to know like what your thoughts are because you were saying they were your siblings they are my siblings they're your siblings too i feel that i look up at the night sky and i start crying because i feel like my siblings are out there and i want to reunite with them like that's how close i feel to them now i've never seen an et or anything like that i've never seen a craft but the thing is like they the et community if you can call it that you know whatever they've known that this was going to come out this year where there was going to be a lot of even Kim Kardashian did a uh, campaign with ET heads on. Yeah. There's a lot of that is coming into conscious awareness now. They're putting it into movies. They're putting it on the news. It's been around forever. It's like they're microdosing your preparation for it. They are. They are microdosing your preparation and Dr. Stephen Greer is really a mastermind at all of this so I heavily tell everyone to listen to him. But the problem that he always points out is that a lot of the programming they want you to believe is that the ETs or these other dimensional beings are coming down to start a war or going to try to hurt us or harm us or whatever. And Dr. Stephen Greer, his whole thing is that that is not the case and that the government has actually created something called stagecraft where they have created 
craft that looks like E.T. craft. They have remade it and they've used it to scare people or indoctrinate people. And you, for me, when I see something on the news, especially from a cop cam, I'm like, how real is that? Like, is it the government? Is it not? I don't know. And that's what I just always look for. Who is it coming from? And what does it look like? Because apparently the government underground, whatever you want to call it, has mastered the craft and can really make it look the same. So the the cop cam, not like that one was, it was, you couldn't really see the aliens. Yeah. You didn't see anything. It was more so, you were kind of going off of the fact that the guy was so scared and like yeah. everybody around was so afraid. Yeah. But the Tic Tac is, they showed that through like military, um, uh, infrared. Yeah. So it was basically this little craft like off the coast of North Carolina just going fast as fuck. And like it was dropping from it was going from like eight eighty thousand feet down to fifty feet in like a matter of seconds. Yeah. And the G forces like were so high and that's the military was like, we don't really know what this is, because um, mm-hmm. there's no exhaust and the G force is way too much for a human to handle. And then I think the reason why they openly admitted that they are also adding in the water part of it, the oceans, is because they disappeared into the water. Mm. So it didn't like go up into the sky. It would like go up and then down and then like kind of like f- fly around ships, not aggressively, but just yeah. kind of like looking. Yeah. And then it disappeared into the water. But when you bring up the thing about the way they've kind of programmed people to be afraid of it, I think of the movie Contact. Mm hmm. Have you seen it? I'm not sure. I always think of uh, Arrival when I and no Arrival right. was so good though. Arrival was really good, but Contact um, Jodie Foster's in it. It's I a, don't think I saw. She it. was a she. It, it's a '90s movie. Matthew McConaughey is in it. Oh no, I didn't see it. Okay, yeah, you'd remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that. <laughs> you'd remember that. <laughs> Definitely did not. But Contact reminds me of Interstellar, which have you oh, seen? of course I've seen it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So Interstellar, you know how like in Interstellar, the whole point of like the aliens communicating is to create a better future mm-hmm. and like it kind of gives like that you know when he's like in that I don't know what dimension it is mm-hmm. like maybe the sixth or whatever mm-hmm. but all you see is like all these lines mm-hmm. and he's communicating with his daughter yeah in Morris code and yeah. like it's it's weird because like it's an embodiment of love in that image right contact follows like the same belief that they didn't believe this woman when the aliens contacted her because they showed her an image of love and like mm-hmm. forgiveness and yeah. and they were telling her that like this is how we've always done things. Yeah. We don't know who the first to reach out was, mm-hmm. but all we've known is that every while we reach out and we spread love and like mm-hmm. we show you that you're not alone. And like they were like their whole mission is to remove the feeling of loneliness yeah. in the universe. And weirdly enough, like movies like Interstellar and contact they're based off of what is that, is that man's name um i'm gonna google it literally google it. i'm no i am because is it the director it's not the director he's a scientist he's an astrophysicist interesting i do agree though i think well i think there's many races. carl sagan i don't even know him carl sagan is what is he He's an American scientist. Okay. He studied like the physics of alien life form and like mm. space travel and all of that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of um, interstellar 
Interstellar is visually, as a movie, one of the most scientifically and mathematically accurate mm. films that you can watch about an alien. Wow. Or, Beautiful, too. Right. Gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgina. Gorgina. And both of our husbands are in it. Timothy <laughs> Like, all of them are in there. Like, it is about love, you know? Yeah. I, I think yeah. it's interesting. I definitely think that there's so many... So many otherworldly beings that we just have no idea about. And I think the bulk of them are all about love. And also when we started creating atomic and nuclear yeah. weapons. No one wanted to fuck with us after that. Well, the problem is if that is to actually happen here, it affects other realms too. Yeah. It affects other dimensions. It doesn't just affect Earth. So what I understand is that they don't want that to happen mm -hmm. because if it happens here, it's a ripple effect and it affects them too in a negative way. They're trying to live in peace and love. And if you think about it, they are most likely very, very, very very far advanced in technology mm -hmm. and all these things. That's why they can visit us a bunch of times and we have not yet yeah. been to visit them that we know of at least. Yeah. But I mean, the government has known about this since what, the 50s, 60s, probably before I actually then? think it's been before that. Yeah, because like was. people tend to think that like Americans have this weird obsession with UFOs and stuff mm -hmm. and that we, it's like an American phenomena. Mm -hmm. But there are some like, I like there's so many like cultures yeah. that they have like written and written written records of like believing in extraterrestrial yeah. life. Like it's not necessarily yeah. a uniquely American thing, mm -hmm. but I think like you know America's kind of like the trash, um, the trailer park of the world. We do it how we do it. <laughs> we do what we do. This is how we do it. Well, what do you think of the ETs actually just being future versions of us? That's another theory. Bitch, I, you know what? Let me stretch real quick because <laughs> I think about that one a lot and I don't really like it. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't have, there's a movie called Other Earth that mm -hmm. came out in the early 2000s mm -hmm. and it was like a super under, underground like premiered at like film festivals. Mm -hmm. Like It wasn't like a whole thing, but basically one day behind the moon a, a mirror version of earth comes up mm. and so they start communicating with it like through radio and stuff and it comes to find out that there is an exact version of everybody else that lives on earth mm. on that other earth the reality is just slightly different mm. which you know us woo woo girls we know we <laughs> we read the books yeah. we do the math we yeah. know the science that that's perfectly real mm -hmm. and quantum physics is a thing yeah. as crazy as it sounds I don't really like the idea of like my great great grandchildren coming back to see me. <laughs> it stresses me out a little bit because I'm like, do you know something about me? I don't. Well, they could, but then again, if you make a different decision, you could align with a different timeline, and right. they wouldn't. See, that's what I don't like. <laughs> that's what I don't like. It's 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 too yeah. much about chance. It's too much like splintering. But that's it's, free will. Would you rather be predestined and you have no free will? But I feel like you're actually predestined no matter what you do. What? Because I think there is a greater thing that knows the outcome of everything. And no matter mm -hmm. what, how different you think what you're choosing is, you're actually following a plan that you're not even aware of. I think there's an outline. I wouldn't really? say a plan, but a delicate outline. Delicate as fuck. So we dance with the destiny. So mm -hmm. it might have certain points mm -hmm. that you will reach no matter what, but I think how you reach it 
how you get there, whether you choose path A, B, or C, is up to you. You can. It's like you, the universe. Like you can choose the hard way. Yeah. Or it can, <laughs> choose can, your avatar. What right. is it going to be? It's You'll like, hit these. Or points. this can be the easy way. Yeah. But that's interesting. I yeah. love that. I knew. I, I I was like, this is the only person I can talk about aliens with on this show. Well, I'll say one other thing. You know, they say the moon is not an actual moon. It's a convention oh. center. It's a meeting center where multi- multi-dimensional beings. Who said that? Are. It's a known thing. The but people uh, who among get- <laughs> who <laughs> among who people who do. I'm blanking out on the name right now. Um, they can teleport themselves. Those people, and they have, they're working in the government. They work with the government. They work against the government, too. Who is teleporting? People who are trained at it. And some people can just do it. I, I've never done it before, but I'm blanking oh, no, out on the name. No, you've never teleported no, before, I mean, Cece? <laughs> no, wait, there's a name for this. I'm just blanking out on what it is. Quantum leaping? No, no, no. Is no. that what you're talking about? No, that's something different. Um, it's when you the girls are teleporting. Teleport you know how late I am to everything. I want to fucking teleport. It's teleporting your consciousness, but not your body. What is that called? Oh, that's fucking lame. That's quantum leaping. No, no, it? no, not that. Astral projection. Yes, 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 yes. So okay. the people who astral project have been able to astral. They're project, meeting on the moon, and they went to inside the moon, and they said it's a meeting place for all these different dimensional beings, like a convention center, but for the moon. And those who have also went into like. I don't know, um, not Navy, but the government bases, they astral projected into there and they literally were chased out. It was, you know, it's a as thing. crazy as this. She's like, it's a thing. I, it's a thing. I promise. No, it you feels know, as crazy real. as this sounds. I also know because I Googled it <laughs> after I watched a documentary and I was like, there's no fucking way. And I went and I Googled. Yeah. Some of these um, disclosed CIA files are fucking weird. Yeah. The one about, did you see the one about, um, it was about manifestation and, the gateway. and injury. I'm not, I'm not the gateway. It was called like the gateway process. It came, they released it in like 20. I'm not farting by the way. I'm just like moving on this couch. <laughs> this couch wants to be a part of the podcast. Yeah. She's like, can you hear me? <laughs> she's like, where's my mic, bitch? I have thoughts. <laughs> the manifestation one, mm-hmm. it's called the gateway process, I believe. Okay. If we're talking about the same thing. I, I think know. so. Maybe. And what about it? But it, it was saying how manifestation was real. Yeah, it was saying yeah. how it was real. It was saying how yeah. you have the power to have everything you ever want. Like, the people in power know this. The whole secret and trick of it is that they don't want other people. They don't want the mass knowing it. Yeah. Because then they no longer have that same power. And it's not that everyone's evil, but there are, like there's good and bad people, there's good yeah. and bad entities that are influencing people as well. And like, okay, even if we remove... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I hit something. Sorry. I'm like, this couch is so uncomfortable. We need to talk about this for next time y'all decorate. Cause we need like a leg massage. Like, yeah. Are your legs going dead? <laughs> no, they're good. Mine are. My legs are dead every time I see them. I'm sorry. In here, but I'm okay. cramping really My bad. <laughs> My ass cheek is like twitching. <laughs> Like, fuck. Like, this is not my usual setup. Oh, Um, my God. The bottom of my foot was just on camera. I want to (laughs) die. I want to die. No. Um, What were we saying? Okay, what were we saying? I'm so... That is so feral of me. (laughs) That's so feral. Slay. It's the slayest raccoon you've ever seen. The gateway process, manifestation. Right, okay, so. (laughs) 
even if you remove like the sciencey woo woo behind it, think about it. Like, if everybody, the Rockefellers would not like if everyone had rights. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. Like. Just remove because I think a lot of the times the way you and I speak, mm-hmm. we're like the quantum, the 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 this, the that. Like we're yeah. using all of these words that are very Astral. like Yeah, like that are very like people like side eye, bombastic <laughs> side eye. But it's like when you remove all of that, mm-hmm. it really is simply that if there's something that can help your life, mm-hmm. the people who want you to be in in a begging position for $7.25 yeah. will not want you to have it. Like, it's yeah. as simple as that. It's been since... It, it go back to Victorian times. Royal families would marry into royal families. They try to keep the bloodline clean. It's still the same shit. They don't want people yeah. knowing and having that same... Authority. Yeah, authority. The same privilege, the same any of it. Yeah. Like, I have one of my aunts who, like, loves the royal family. I have to constantly remind her, they're cousins. <laughs> they're cousins. <laughs> they're dead and they're cousins. Yeah. And there's a stolen little black prince in their uh, coffin. Like, did you know that? No, what? Yes. The royal family in, like, 1914, they imported, hashtag stole, um, for peace, not really, a uh, pr- an African prince who was like 14 years old. He died very young of sickness. They buried him in the royal tomb. Africa wants him back. And I know Africa is a continent, but um, Wait, his country wants allowed? him. I don't know. Like what? His country wants him back and they don't want to give him back. So Queen Elizabeth is down there. And so is her cousin, Prince Philip. Down yeah, there with a lot of them. I've never gotten into them because what I've heard, I just nasty. they're cousins. I just I side eye that side eye. I'm just like, mm, okay. Um, so, Cece, tell the people where they can find you. You can find me on Instagram or on TikTok at Vibin with Cece. It's V I B I N with C I I C I I. You can find my podcast that bitch is positive. Honestly, if you go to my Instagram, I have everything, all the mm-hmm. links in my bio or the show notes or, you know, whatever. I'm out there. You'll just find me floating in the universe somewhere. <laughs> if you think about me for long She'll enough. She'll appear. Yeah, I'll pop up on your For You page or your popular page eventually and you'll see Honestly, me. maybe. Yeah. I've had so many people tell me that they were thinking about me, trying and to find my page again, and then I pop up again. I'm like, I'll, I'll find you. She said, I found your energy. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. But as always, you can follow POV or my therapist and me at VinePhilo, V-I-N-E-P-H-I-L-O um, on TikTok, on Instagram. And the best way to support an independent podcast, we've said this before, is to share it with your friends mm. and your family mm. and the boy who needs to hear this. Mm. Okay? So do that and help a girl out. Thank you so much. Love you. Thank Bye. You. Bye.